Hey everybody, welcome to Tech Thoughts, a show about tech advice, a short how-to, and why you should care. This is season three, episode 20, or overall episode 38. Oh, dear God, 38. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm the smart one. And I'm Art. I'm the cute one. We can't have this reaction every episode. Are you sure? When we get to 40, it'll be ridiculous. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute. Right, okay, so we've been throwing a lot of mini-sodes at you guys. It's time for another full-blown episode, and this might be a long one. I don't know. We'll see. But before we get to the topic of the day, I have to plug our after show. Uh, you can find us live on our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast uh, every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. Or if you want to check us out on off podcast time, you can also find us at our website, which is shit. Techthoughts.gay. And since this episode is being recorded on June 1st, 2021, I must say it, gay rights! Happy Pride, anyway. Happy Pride. If we were good content creators, we would figure out when our stuff is actually releasing and say things as say, say things based on the release dates, not our recording dates, but we're not, so deal with it. It'll come out um, in June, it's still Pride, anyway. Okay, sweet, cool. So we did it, it's fine. Um, but yes, uh, the topic of today is going to be displays. Uh, since we went over CPUs and GPUs and all that, we also figured display tech would be something worth covering, especially considering the fact that displays are everywhere. You likely use them every day, whether it's by watching TV, using your computer, or interacting with your phone. You can't really get away from them these days. We're always looking at screens. But there are so many kinds of displays, though, so there must be something different about them, right? Hopefully. Gate. So yeah, displays. There, there are things that are different, but first we're going to have to cover what's covering your display, what's on top of it. Uh, meaning... Like when it comes to your phone, you probably heard of things like Gorilla Glass or Victus Glass. Um, these top layer covers are not display technology. They're just a protective layer. Um, and really any transparent material can be used for a display. Glass is the most common on mobile devices, except for the Nintendo Switch, which uses plastic because Nintendo is cheap. It was just why it scratches itself when you try to put it into its dock. Yes. Plastic on plastic scratches. Who knew? Everyone. Um, most monitors and TVs also actually use plastic. So, hey. Wait, seriously? Look at your, touch your monitor. <laughs> Carefully. Oh, yeah. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cheaper. But it has its benefits. Um, so while glass does have like better clarity and scratch resistance, it is more expensive and heavier. Your gaming monitor is already somewhat like $300. Why would you want to add another 200 for glass, you know? Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Either glass or plastic can have various treatments to make it either have a matte or glossy finish. Glossy displays have more vivid color and contrast, but they'll have terrible glare when like the sun's hitting them and glass on computer screens can make it worse um, because it, it just reflects more more glare. Mm -hmm. Matte displays are anti-glare, but they'll have more dull colors because of that. Makes sense. Yeah. One more thing before we actually dive into the display technology. Aspect ratios. You may have heard of resolution before, which we explained in our GPU episode. So higher resolutions mean a sharper image, um, mm -hmm. but you might not have heard of aspect ratios. Or you're like me and you've heard of it, but you have no idea what it means. <laughs> That's fair. Aspect ratios are just that, the ratio of your display's dimensions. Uh, and often you can think of it as in the way, in the resolutions that it offers. As an example, um, 1920 by 1080, you know, 1080p is a 16 by 9 resolution. You can reduce uh, 1920 and 1080 to 16 by 9 as their smallest numbers. Oh, that's, that's it? It's just division? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So like CRT TVs are four by three, big squares. Ultra wides are like are like are like twenty nine by sixteen or some nonsense. You know. I hate that. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That makes sense now. Actually. 
hey, no problem. Um, so, actual technology. Um, we'll start with the venerable CRT that I just mentioned. Sure, it's a little obsolete, but it is noteworthy technology. And if there's anything we like to do here on Tech Thoughts, it's be nostalgic about old technology. <laughs> what was that record collector? Exactly. <laughs> Go on. Uh, <laughs> CRT stands for cathode ray tube. The cathode, in this context, is a heated filament placed in a vacuum created inside a glass tube. Um, vacuum being absence of atmosphere. The ray is a stream of electrons that pour off of the cathode into that vacuum. Yeah, electrons are just you know what electrons are. They're they're small particles. They they have an electric. They have a negative electrical charge. Um, they get... I'm a lot of I'm a, I'm I'm many levels of stupid, but yes, I do know what electrons are. Okay, I'll stop explaining. My to you my then. face my my face was not the face the face I just made uh, that you guys uh, listening to this pod- podcast cannot see, but was a phase of confusion, which I think is why Jade tried to tried to explain to me what electrons are. Um, is not at the the word electrons. It's just at how janky this sounds. <laughs> a little bit, yes. Um, this ray of electrons interacts with um. A phosphor, so something that glows when exposed to radiation, light is radiation, um, located in the actual screen part of the monitor or display, which makes the screen output color and light. Technically speaking, these electrons sort of scan downwards um, in, a, in a scanning electron beam sort of thing, but it happens very quickly. It'll, you'll have a complete image because your eyes are not fast enough to see those electrons doing their thing, but it'll, it'll, it'll look fine. It's kind of why when you take a picture of a CRT, you might get like it strangely like having a line go down it over and over again. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what I was thinking of. So that, that does explain that. Thank you. No problem. Um, there are some positives regarding CRTs. They have, um, Great viewing angles, doesn't matter where you are, whether it's on the floor, two inches from it, or 12 miles away looking from the side. It's going to look good. Um, has great uh, response time, around zero milliseconds or less, which is why people still use it for like esports titles and competitive Smash Brothers, which I will plug. You can get CRTs? Of course you can. Well, if you, you can find a CRT. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, go on. Uh, cool. Thanks. Um, there's also no motion blur, which is cool. Negatives. They're huge boxes. They're really heavy. There's a lot of things in there. So the re- yeah no the reason they're so so yeah so the re- the reason they're so big is because presumably the setup that makes them go takes so much space. Is that why? Yeah, the ca- the cathode ray tube is is like more or less uh, has to be uh, like long ways like 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 horizontal and is behind the actual oh, display. Oh, that explains that. Yeah. They also produce like a magnetic and electrical field, which is why the screen feels a little fuzzy when you try to touch it. Mm-hmm. Which, if you haven't done that, oh, I guess you were never that six. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> or never seen one, fair enough. Um, and also, they're kind of bad for uh, magnetically sensitive technology, so a hard drive, don't put it near those. Um, they also make tons of heat, and flicker is super obvious when you're below 60 hertz, as in 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, yes, I'm assuming that's why we didn't. We stopped making them. I think we stopped making them because the, you could. They 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 are the, the, one of the few display technologies that were like definitely always coated in glass. So like, much worse. That explains why so when you punch through one, it looks like that. Because it is glass. Yes. Why are you punching through CRTs anyway? I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not personally punching through CRTs. I'm just saying that like the image of a punch through CRT is something that I remember from my childhood for some reason. Um, so moving on from art punching CRTs in his childhood, um, plasma displays, 
I think if a six-year-old tried to punch a CRT, it would not break the CRT. But yes, plasma displays? I think it would break your fist and the display. Um, Plasma displays are also obsolete, and they're essentially discontinued as of 2014, actually. Um, But they were our first, uh, quote, flat panel displays, so we're going to cover them. Uh, Plasma screens use fluorescent light cells. Honestly, they're the same phosphorus CRTs uh, to form a picture. The difference really lies in how those electrons or light are introduced. In this case, it is through plasma, as in a gas electrically charged to create light, because that's what plasma is. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) plasma's really cool. Um, Some pros, you can have really deep blacks. Like, only OLED has really matched them. Um, Asterisk. Asterisk. (laughs) Um, Which is a plasma-only feature, not a CRT thing. Um, they have pretty good color saturation since they can control the brightness of each red, blue, and green uh, subpixel, which is kind of wild for really old technology. Um, again, this is actually very similar to a CRT. Uh, so there, there are some shared other things like having excellent viewing angles and absolutely no motion blur. Sweet. Yeah. I can see why they were kind of a big deal. Yeah. Problem is the cons are one big one. Well, two. Mm -hmm. One is that they're still super heavy. And two, they they were the first displays that could experience burn-in, meaning if, it, if an image is uh, on the display brightly for far too long, it can kind of leave a ghost of itself, which you'll be able to see no matter what actually shows up, whatever, uh, which you'll be able to see no matter what content's actually being displayed. Um, the problem is mitigated in later versions of plasma displays, but it, it's still a, a talking point. What's the difference is and what what is slash is there a difference between like burn-in and like well no i guess there's a difference between burn-in i was gonna say i was gonna ask if there was a difference between like burn-in and dead pixels and i guess there is a difference between that but like you know how pixels can get like stuff yeah those are dead pixels is there a difference be- no yeah i guess yeah is there a difference between burn-in and that like how is how is burn-in different uh a dead pixel implies that whatever substrate is producing that color or supposed to be producing that color just isn't doing it anymore or or doing the wrong ones yeah where when it comes to burn-in you can still display like a different image but you'll see like that weird overlay of it you'll see the old one yeah Yeah. okay so it's like a weird overlay kind of yeah that sucks yeah shame but that's kind of why we moved on to something that became uh, was concurrent with plasma but what we're still using now Good old LCDs, liquid crystal displays, meaning that the display is made of just that, a liquid crystal substance that is affected by electric current. There are a lot of types of liquid crystal, but they all basically look like this. Um, These liquid crystals transmit and change polarized light, and as a result, um, they require two polarized layers on the LCD to actually make the image appear. What do you mean by polarized layers? Have you ever used uh, polarized sunglasses before? I have not, but... So uh, polarizing, in the case of, of light and, and imagery, um, is sort of like shifting the 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 index of refraction, I think. Meaning that uh-huh. in the case of polarized sunglasses, what they do is they make it so that bright light actually gets, like, dulled, because they're... they're... Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, because you're, you're changing sort of the, um, the angle at which you're allowing light to appear. So... Mm-hmm. In this case, um, an LCD uses two polarized layers. There's a one with microscopic grooves on next to with the gla- next to a piece of glass because LCDs do require glass, um, which is then mm-hmm. overlaid with a polarizing film. Um, 
a second piece of glass then has another polarizing film at a right angle to the first, which makes that first layer visible because otherwise it won't let light through. Interesting. Yeah, it's physics. Um, why? But why does it have to do that? Why can't it just be one layer? Um, I think it's something to do with like not letting too much light bleed through. Otherwise, like you don't want your backlight to just shoot grays at you. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. Cool. That does make sense. That is a guess. Don't don't quote me. Or I guess do because it's a podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So each liquid crystal represents a subpixel here. Mm-hmm. LCDs require an external light source. Um, ones such as on simple calculators are reflective, meaning you can add an external light, being the sun, an overhead lamp. If you ever had a Game Boy Color, same exact principle. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about that. that was the first thing that came to mind. The fact that like the lack of backlight means that you can't like play it in the dark you won't be like you wouldn't be able to really see it all that well yes but it does mean they're extremely easy to see in sunlight because they are reflecting that light unlike current yeah. lcds where you gotta smack that brightness up to see anything um yeah yeah speaking of which lcds far commonly more in use that you have seen are backlit meaning there's a diffusion panel behind the lcd with the light source which are often fluorescent tubes these days cool. oh they were um, because honestly, LCDs these days are often lit with an LED backlight, which is why early on they referred to as LED displays, which is inaccurate, really, when you think about it, because we have OLED and you kind of conflate the two. Yes, I have conflated the two. So thank you for clearing that up. No problem. In general, LCDs can't reach perfect black levels due to that backlight always being on, and you do still do kind of get a, a bit of gray when it should be black. They're weird. And... They have a whole bunch of other subtypes. LCDs can come in the form of TN panels, meaning twisted pneumatic panels. Uh, twisted pneumatic meaning the form that the crystals take. Um, they're fast, meaning they have low response time. So like if you're using them on a computer, the time it takes for your mouse to move and you see a result. And they have low motion blur and very high refresh rates. But their viewing angles are terrible. And they have incredibly poor color. My first monitor was a TN panel, which was great for gaming and horrible for everything else. TN panels are cheaper, though, aren't they? Yes, because of that. Yeah. <laughs> they're, the, they're the cheap way to make gaming panels and the cheap way to make any panel. Um, mm-hmm. There's also VA panels, vertical alignment, um, which have longer response times but offer higher refresh rates. Um, they're also considered the middle tier between TN and IPS, which we'll get to very soon, um, in regards to viewing angles, um, color, and contrast. Um, actually, when it comes to contrast, they have the best of it between these types of LCDs. Mm-hmm. IPS displays are in-plane switching displays, and they have the absolute best viewing angles. Doesn't matter where you look at them for the most part; it's going to look good um, and pretty good color reproduction. Also, to note, just because we say TN panels have the best refresh rates, doesn't mean IPS and VA panels can't also reach them. Like technology improves, and to today, IPS panels get pretty high in refresh rate, like 240 hertz. It's pretty impressive. Fair enough. Yeah, and now we've made it. Folks, we've come to a, a nice modern real technology. OLED. That's right. My throat needs water. That's what that's <laughs> That's fair. I'm just I'm tired of hearing the word OLED by now. I don't know. Like OLED OLED is one of those things that gets thrown around, in my opinion, the same way that like 5G does. Except like 5G feels like it's actually new and OLED doesn't. It's just everyone's talking about it because Apple hasn't done it yet. Or just barely started to do it, but yeah. I still think OLED's a noteworthy technology because at the end of the day, it has a huge amount of positives to it. 
Oh yeah, I didn't say it wasn't note noteworthy. I just feel like so many people talk about it. It, it. It's one again one of those things where I just feel like so many people talk about it without knowing what it is. That's all. That's what we're here for. So, yep. OLED displays. Um, so OLED stands for organic, meaning carbon based, uh, light emitting diode. Um, it's a material that emits light when you apply electricity. In this way, OLED doesn't require a backlight of any type. It provides its own light. Pros of OLED, they have amazing color accuracy as con and contrast um, because each LED can be turned on and off and to any degree in between, which is why you can get fantastic colors and that it can reach perfect blacks because you can just turn the pixel off. And there's no backlight. Yes, a lot like plasma. Um, mm -hmm. You can kind of think of OLED as like the, like the, the, the natural progression from plasma. Mm -hmm. So another thing is that because they use an organic substrate, OLEDs are naturally flexible. Um, they're made inflexible once you add glass or another rigid cover layer. Um, but otherwise, um, they're rather flexible. Uh, as such, a flexible display or otherwise wrapped one almost always needs to use OLED, as LCDs have glass, as we've mentioned, and it just can't do that. So how do curved monitors happen? Plastic covering. and Oh, really? The, the, the cover is still plastic. You know this. Fair and enough. you can oh, yeah. you can bend glass, but it's not flexible at that point. It's just bent glass. Yeah. Right? Like you can make a glass orb. It's not like you can't do that, but it's stuck like that forever once you've done it. Fair enough. Or not, but like undoing that takes heat and time and whatever. Because they're much simpler than LCDs in construction, they're also much thinner. Uh, you can see this in LG's wallpaper TVs where the actual panel is honestly almost as thin as a sheet of paper. Yeah. Just really impressive, honestly. Um, also, you can check out Linus Tech Tips as a fake window made of an OLED TV if you want. He did what? He had an office that had no windows, so he was like, I'm just going to put a TV in the wall. Oh, yes, I remember this. I remember this, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was a great video. OLEDs do have cons, though. Again, I did say that they were sort of a, a successor to plasma in the way they have great blacks. The downside is that they can also experience burn-in. Again, mm -hmm. cause when a static image or sequence shows on repeat. Um, some manufacturers have found ways to mitigate this through like shifting the image slightly and periodically just so it doesn't actually happen. They're also a little less bright than LCDs. It might not matter in a dark home theater environment, but if you've got a lot of sunlight in a room or you're outside, you get to check up the brightness. They also have a much more limited lifespan than LCDs since they do use an organic substrate and organic things decompose. Um, it's you get somewhere between eight to ten years of top performance before it degrades, though, so it might not really matter to you. Yeah, that's actually not that bad, especially considering yeah. the the world of planned obsolescence that we lived live in, where nothing is designed to last that long anyway. Where nothing is sacred, and you better buy a new washing machine next year. Exactly. <laughs> um, the similarly named QLED is in fact very different to this and has nothing to do with it at all. Then why? I don't know, because people do that. Really, they're a sort of supercharged LCD panel. QLED displays use a layer film of, quote, quantum dots in front of a backlit panel. The layer contains tiny particles, which emit their own individual color, um, similar to subpixels, which can improve the color of an existing LCD. They're just, they're just an additional layer. It's still LCD. It's, sort, it's still LCD, but just sort of slightly better. Is it's, it... LC, it's LCD with some, with some roids, you know? I was gonna say. Well, I was gonna say. Does that make it cheaper than OLED? Absolutely, for the most part. Okay. Well, there you go. Yep. Yeah. And then, yeah, get to the get to the Apple one. All right. All right. We're talking about Mini LED, as featured in the new Apple iPad, the larger one in 2021, and only the larger one because fuck, fuck anybody who wants a smaller iPad. Pretty much. 
Apple said you want it like this, don't you? Anyway, they're a fairly exciting bit of technology. Cool thing to note, they're still LCDs, um, but instead they're using a bunch of miniaturized LEDs to work as the backlight. As a result, many LEDs can provide a similar contrast ratio as OLED by just turning off sections. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Linus Tech Tips, LTT, did a display comparison between a mini LED TV equipped with QLED as well, so it's like super LCD, um, <laughs> and an OLED one. And for except for some minor viewing angle differences, mostly in the trying to view it from above range, which is weird anyway, um, they were nearly indistinguishable from each other. I'm assuming the OLED is the one that outperformed with viewing angles? Yes, the OLED's perfect for viewing angles. Yeah. Fair enough. But for the for the price difference, or rather the potential price difference as time goes on, that is impressive. Yeah. Um, now, this is actually a place where I want to bring something up, because I have seen arguments about the mini-LED. Um, and I want to, I do want to hear your thoughts. Um, so, one of the biggest experiences that pe- some people, certain people, have been having with uh, the mini-LED uh, 2021 iPad is uh, Bloom. Um, yes. Yeah. And then... I saw someone who basically posted the picture of like the bloom on their iPad and there was discussion in the comments and someone said that there's no, there's not, there's not like, like someone's argument, which, which, which was probably, well, he's getting downvoted to all hell. So I don't, I don't know, but I I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. His argument was that there was no point, like there was no point basically to having mini LED on a screen that small anyway. Um, And I wanted to hear your thoughts on both of those things, both the bloom and the, the, the shitty argument. I think that it is indeed a shitty argument. Like, if you can fit it and you want pretty decent contrast and you don't want to pay for OLED, then it's it's honestly not a bad idea. Um, Bloom. We're going to talk about Bloom more in our HDR mini so that's coming next. But basically, the reason you get Bloom is that the um, the iPad has uh, lighting zones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the way mini LED works... Um, very similarly to the way that HDR generally works, um, is they provide local dimming zones, mean that um, sections of those LEDs are set to turn off when those pixels are otherwise should be off. Um, the problem is that if you don't have a large enough amount of those zones, as in you haven't created enough that you can have small divisions in the screen, in the case of having like black background and some white text, um, that white text might have the effect of bloom, some light appearing around it, because the dimming zones are too... They're too large. The, yeah, yeah the, too the, large. the text is just taking up enough space that's showing up like in two different zones and those lights have to turn on because it's in the zone. Got it. I actually think that might be why the guy was saying that there was no point in having mini-LED on a screen that small because you couldn't fit enough dimming zones in. Well, so... Probably not. Um, and honestly... It is is a trade off. Like if if Apple wanted, they could use OLED and they would they would solve that problem. But then you have the other problem, burning. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think yeah, it's a trade off. It's not that there's no point because if Apple was just going to use regular LCD technology, it would not look as good as it does now. Like there mm-hmm. uh, things things need to move forward regardless of how dumb the idea might be. <laughs> I was like, 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 hey, we still put seatbelts on toy cars, you know, for for kids. Like, we're gonna stop doing that because they're smaller. No. <laughs> um. Anyway, you did say sort of last. Yeah. So uh, there is also a technology in development known as micro LED, using much of the same principles as OLED, but not using an organic uh, substrate. So it wouldn't degrade. Mm-hmm. 
Micro LED is poised to be a very similar technology in terms of color, black levels, and even flexibility. There is, in fact, a stretchable micro LED display currently in testing by the company Royal. Um, it's not out yet, but it's a mention because it's going to be. And maybe one day uh, we, we won't, before we do our, our update episode, we'll be able to point back at this one still. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, shit. And there's e ink displays, I guess. Um, <laughs> e ink displays are often found on e readers, such as the Kindle. Yeah. Um, the at least the Kindle Paperwhite, and are mm-hmm. very different from other kinds of displays. Basically, a clear fluid suspends millions of tiny capsules filled with black and white pigment. Black pigments are negatively charged, and white pigments are positively charged. The ink displays sort of just rearrange their electric field to move those capsules and to create an image. That's cool. Right? Um, they're also often reflective as to better emulate the paper experience, and also they get amazing viewing time in the sun because it's paper pretty much mm-hmm. ink has other benefits such as not needing to provide power to maintain an image which is why it has better battery life and is preferred for you know ebook reading yeah it makes sense yep and they also do have a color variant but um they use a red green and blue filter to make those colors they aren't making like red green and blue pigments or anything so that kind of sounds janky but i would like to see it <laughs> It's not bad. It looks a lot like um like 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 newspaper color like like comics. Okay, that sounds cute actually. It is. I'll, I'll show you later. Um cons of e-ink. Refresh rate awful. You will see an e-ink display clear an image noted by the screen flashing full black then full white between refreshes and changing the page. Oh, that's why it does that. Yep. Uh it's the limits of working with moving liquid. <laughs> you can't just like, yeah. Yeah, you can. You can overclock you can overclock liquid. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can. You can overclock the electrical field changes, but it, it gets very janky and you start developing incredible motion blur and, and chances of breaking your display. So that doesn't sound worth it, basically, is no. what you're telling me. Pretty much. Yeah, so that's all the time we have for you guys today. Uh, this is another education episode. There's no real general takeaway, although... Yes, there is. Well, no, I guess the takeaway is really just now you know what these terms mean, so that when you see them thrown around in relation to technology like monitors and TVs, you can you know what you're getting, um, and you can hopefully... You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting, and you can hopefully seek out what you want. Uh, you can see, you can seek out what you want e- 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 easier. It's kind of always the thing is really it's 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 about price to performance and how much that matters to you. Uh, mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. I'm not going to dictate anyone's budget to them. If, if you want to get a TN display because it's the cheapest and you don't really care, then more power to you. Uh, but yeah, I guess not everyone cares. Um, not everyone spends their entire lives sitting at their computers like we do, Jade. Um, that's fair. I forget. I've been glued to this thing. Anyway. That's fair. In case you don't want to be glued to this thing, check out our after show. I'm not sure that that will get any... Well, I guess that's your phone, not your computer. So there you go. But um, yeah, check out our after show. Uh, it's uh, live on Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. Barring unforeseen circumstances, we've kind of been off for a little bit, but we should be back to it. Hopefully by... Like, hopefully when this airs, we are doing them every Friday at 8 p.m. Uh, and yeah or you can check out our website to see the links to the stuff that we talk about in the episode and our website is Jid techthoughts.gay yep happy pride happy pride everybody remember to gear up for July which is as we all know gay wrath month (laughs) bye (laughs) bye